God is in our midst. He is with us. He is for us. And He is working in us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We don't want to stay out of that. The presence of the Lord is here. I want you just to reach up and receive, guys. I want you to lean in. God is moving in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. God is moving. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, when you, when you was in the world, you know, and you was at a party and a little action got in one corner of the room, you kind of, you was drawn to it. You was like, man, what's going on over here? There's something going on over here. I'm going to tell you something, man. Partying with God, <laughs> hallelujah, trumps every party I've ever been to in my life. And I've been to some parties, my friend. I have partied down, all right? And I'm going to tell you something. When you get in the presence of God, and he reaches down and he touches you. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it, man. I mean, I was walking around my house today just spending time with God, praying and then just, you know, just enjoying his presence. And you just begin to weep because of how good he is, man. We serve a real God that wants to do real things in a bunch of broken people, a bunch of people that don't deserve it, but yet we want it. Amen. We want more of him. That's the reason why you got dressed and you came to church, man. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know, why do we even do this, man, if we're just going to come in and check the box? Amen. I want his presence. I don't want to be the same dude when I leave. I want to be different, man. And I know many of you do, too. And if you didn't come in here wanting to be different, well, welcome to the Get Different Club. Hallelujah. Because you, you're going to get different if you come in here. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I, I'm done with church, amen? I'm done with doing what they call church, okay? All right? I, I want Holy Ghost moving, changing, doing some work in my heart, making me a brand new person every single day, amen? I got to have it. I got to have it. And I know if I got to have it, guess what? You got to have it too. Amen? It takes more than some strong coffee to get us over in life, even though coffee has a, have a little kick to it, amen? We, we, we like the coffee, but man, we serve a great God. And I'm telling you, there's great things in store, not just for Revolution Church. We're, we, 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 that don't work, Kurt. Uh, <coughs> hallelujah. That one out there, that one out there works. Glory to God. No, nah, we're believing God. We've got to buy that unit. Hallelujah. So God's bringing money, and we're going to be buying that unit. Here. Hey, hallelujah. And I also prayed uh, God's going to bring us some carpet, too. Hallelujah. He's going to bring it. We ain't going to have to pay for it. He's going to bring it. So y'all just hook up with me. Amen. We're going to have some brand new carpet. You may say, well, we don't need carpet. No, well, I, I want carpet. That's right. And I serve a good God. It's got big, 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 big wallet. Amen. He can do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Brandon, if we could go to Ephesians chapter 5. And I want to to pull that up in the NLT, sir, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's no script today. Hallelujah. It's me and my brother back here. Look at it. It's going to get crazy. I'm prepared, though. Okay, guys, I got 25 pages. Okay, I'm good. I... Hallelujah. <clears throat> I was quick in this morning to read this right here. I, I'm going to speak more on the Holy Spirit today. I hope you don't get tired about hearing about the Holy Spirit because we're going to spend a lot of time on Him. There's a lot we need to learn as a church. Okay? But Ephesians 5, 15 says some very interesting things, man. Let's read that. We're going to go uh, through 18, Brandon. We're going to do 5 through 18. Hallelujah. The Bible says, so be careful how you live. Should we be careful how we live? Yes. Don't live like what? Fools. 
but live, I mean, but like those who are wise. We want to live like those that are wise. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord, don't go to the next one yet. Understand what the Lord wants to do. I just want to tell you, you're so quick. You're lightning fast. I knew if I didn't, you'd be on it, man. I mean, he's fast, brother. I'm telling you. But we want to understand what the Lord wants who to do. So he wants us to understand what he wants us to do. That means God ain't hiding nothing from us. He's not hiding healing. He's not hiding prosperity. He's not hiding purpose or success. He's not hiding from any of us. But guess what? We have to seek it, and we have to know that our Father wants to show it to us. Now, let's go on. He gives us a tip right here. I like this. Don't be drunk with wine because that will what? Ruin your life. Instead, okay, so he says it instead. He said, don't do that, but instead be what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And more? Oh, is that it? That's good. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. So uh, Paul wrote this, singing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and making music to the Lord in your hearts. So what Paul is doing is he's drawing a narrative. Okay? Did you know that people like to get drunk and that's not a new thing? You follow me? People like to get drunk. That's been going on since they discovered wine (laughs) that turned to vodka, that turned to Jim Beam, that turned to uh, Golden Grain, to Bud Light, to Michelob. That's been going on. We've just created more avenues to get drunk, okay? Paul is saying, hey, don't get drunk with this. I got a new wine for you. I got something new you can get drunk on that ain't going to change your situation to the negative. It's not going to ruin your life. It's going to add value to your life. That means you can actually get drunk legally in God's eyes. Two people said amen. (laughs) Come on. I don't know about you, man. When I found that out as a young believer, I'm talking about a non-traditional, non-religious person that had no religious background, was not raised by Christians. I was raised by hell-bound sinners. Or hell-bound. That's better. Bound. (laughs) I was raised by heathens in a divorced home, a messed up place. So when I stepped up to the plate and said, the guy said, hey, you want Jesus? Yeah, I want Jesus. Do you want the Holy Spirit? I do want the Holy Spirit. I want it all. I didn't have all this tradition, all this junk, all this uh, religious stuff in the back of my mind. So I was able to dive into the pool, Connie, and swim. Hallelujah. Didn't have all that stuff. But it wasn't shortly after I was swimming, I noticed a lot of people up there, you know, looking at me. What are you doing? Why are you in the pool? Don't you know that's not, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, the Holy Spirit wasn't for us today. Speaking in tongues ain't for us. Are you kidding me? Don't you dare. That's of the devil. And I'm swimming in the presence of God. Having a good time. God's blessing me. Banking account's getting full. Body's healed. Mama's getting saved. Family's getting touched. But I'm doing something of the devil. I just couldn't, it, couldn't, it didn't compute with me. I said, well, y'all go ahead and help up with the devil. I'm going to stay in the pool with God. Hallelujah. Because good things are happening. Amen. I'm telling you, God has a pool that he wants us to swim in. And it's a pool of his presence. It's a pool to where we work with the Holy Spirit. That when we get saved and we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we just trade partners. 
Once we was dancing with the enemy, now we're going to dance with the Holy Spirit and we're going to learn to do things His way. And guys, that's what I want to talk to you about today. That the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. It's not a gift from God for God. It's a gift from God to you. He's for us. And we're going to talk about that today. And I want, I, want, I want you just to stay in that presence because we're going to review a little bit. Imagine going to church and reviewing what you learned last week. What a concept. Instead of in America, oh man, what's the new series going to be? Oh, what's the new message going to be? Oh, I've heard that. Let's go to something else. Whoa, 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 time out. You go to university or you go to school, how many times do they just keep reviewing the same thing? Why? Because you ain't got it. Many of you in this room, y'all searching for something new. You ain't even walking in something old. Hello. Are you walking in what you heard already, or are you still reaching for something new? i got to have a new word. i got to have a new word. You ain't even walking in the word you heard. we got such a gluttony of Christians that just want more, 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 but they ain't even walking in what you got, what you got, what you got. How about perfecting love? How about that? That would maybe take a lifetime. You just perfect love. we got work to do, guys. We don't need something new. We just need to learn to walk in what we've heard. So I'm not giving you nothing new today, but I am encouraging you to walk in what you hear today. I could even say, again, I say to you. Again, I say to you. <laughs> One more time, we're going to say it again. You know why? Because we got to get this. we got to get this. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 tells us, Paul wrote this in the message. Well, he wrote it, and we just translated it in the message. It says, The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Paul was writing out of a place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Was his life perfect? No. Was everything going perfect? No. But he had a relationship that, guess what, he worked on. He had to engage in the relationship. That means he had to put one foot forward and then the Holy Spirit would put one forward to him. It was a relationship that takes two. We don't just wait. Well, the Holy Spirit just, he, he, he'll make me do it. If the Holy Spirit wants me to do it, he'll make me do it. No, the Holy Spirit ain't never going to make you do a daggum thing. Right. Never. Okay? He's a perfect gentleman. He's going to encourage you to do the right thing. But if you want to do something wrong, you're a free moral agent. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Oh, man, Nathan, are you saying we got to pray all the time and read the Bible and go to church all the time? No, you ain't got to do nothing. Zippo! <laughs> you're free. You're free to go to hell. You're free to go to heaven. You're free to go to the coffee shop. You're free to go to Publix. You're free. You're free. But your choices will determine the outcome of your life. Amen. And all Holy Spirit does is come and He presents good choices to us. And either we buy in or we reject. And the Holy Spirit knows what's best for you and me all day long. All day long. Better than what your wife may know. Even though they usually give good advice, they're still not the Holy Spirit. Close. Very close. Okay, I might add. Very, very close. Okay. <laughs> but, guys, you know, unfortunately, they tend to miss it every now and then. All the women, y'all, come on. They ain't sure if they're buying into that. What do you mean, miss it, man? I ain't never missed it. What's wrong with you? We thank God for the women in the house. I'm telling you, man, man, married or not married, you women are amazing. I'm telling you, I, I really don't know how we make it every day. I mean, men, I'm telling you, I think we just drive right off a cliff. I mean, glory, you know what I'm saying? And wonder, why are we falling? Well, you know, there wasn't a road that didn't go. We thank God for the women. But my point is, getting close to the Holy Spirit. Because see, what you've got to realize, I'm not a preacher. 
And I don't want you to be people that feel like y'all go around correcting everybody. Hey, man, you, you know what? You, you, you don't need to be doing that. Whoa, 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 time out. You ain't, the, you ain't the Holy Ghost police. We're not here to tell people what they're to do and what they're not to do. Okay? All right? What we're here to do is to live a life that's attractive. And if you're doing something that's got the potential to cause somebody else to stumble, don't do it. No matter what that is. It ain't about what you're doing. It's about the effect of what you're doing could have on somebody. That's all I'm saying. I mean, people want to try to figure out what they can do and what they can't do. Oh, man, can I still, can I still do this? Oh, is it all right for me to do this? This is what I impose. If you have to ask the question if it's all right, then maybe it ain't all right. You know, the kid comes to the parent and says, uh, you know, is, is it all right if I do this? Most of the time, <laughs> they forgot that you told them it wasn't all right to do that. So now we're trying to see bypass that. Maybe you just didn't know what you was talking about, Mom and Dad. Maybe you've kind of got a new perspective. So I'm going to see if you'll, no, no. We're not looking to see what we can do that's not godly. We're looking to see what we can do that is godly. You know, the Paul said that you have to crucify your flesh. Yeah, yeah daily. <laughs> Why? Because he knew we would be people that like to be fleshy. And he was fleshy. Everybody in this room, if serving God was easy, there would be a packed house. But if you're going to serve Jesus, you're going to have to say no to you. You're going to have to say no to you. Well, I don't want to quit this. I don't want to stop this. Well, is it bringing God glory or is it bringing you enjoyment? What, what, what's it going to do here? You've got to decide what you're going to do in life. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve you. There is no in-between. Some people are wanting to get all the results of the kingdom of God, but yet they only want to give half effort to serving Him. Mm -mm. That may work with your employer. That may work with your business. That may work with your family. That don't work in the kingdom of God. You want the benefits of the kingdom? You've got to be all in. Now God in his love, he does, you know, reign on the just and the unjust. I mean, he's constantly wanting to help us and bless us. But the reality is, guys, if we're not going to be all in, you're not going to get the benefits. And you're going to struggle. You're going to seesaw. I see so many Christians like this right here. They just ain't decided. Oh, I want to be on fire. Oh, I want to hang out with my friends, do this. I want to be on fire. I want to do this. It's, 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 just go ahead and jump all in. Make the determination. You may lose some friends, but I guarantee the power and the anointing of God that will be in your life to help bring healing and help to other people will be astounding. Astounding. The Holy Spirit is probably one of the most misunderstood persons in the Bible, yet He is one of the most important persons in the Bible. The Holy Spirit is the person who loves you very much and wants to be a part of your everyday life. Everyday life. Every decision. Like I said last week, you lose your keys. Hey, Holy Spirit, where's my keys? You know, Holy Spirit, I'm getting ready to leave to go to work. Should I go this way? He wants to be involved in everything you're going to do. Two weeks ago, we had John Bevere via video. He introduced the Holy Spirit in a very unique way. And the Holy Spirit was, he said that the Holy Spirit was a huge part of the disciples' life. And guys, if you'll read the book of Acts, there was not nothing they did apart from the Holy Spirit. He was such a vital part of their life. They depended on him for everything they did. And what seemed to be common with them, he said, seems to be uncommon with us. 
We're looking to do church in so many different ways, but yet without the cooperation, the guidance, the help of the Holy Spirit. That's how the church was built. That's how the church was sustained. That's how the church will be built today. That's how the church will be sustained today, is being led by the Holy Spirit. Well, Nathan, I just wanted to share with you, man, I was going to take this job, and, uh, you know, man, I went to the job, and they said this, and they said this, and then one lady moved a purple chair over here, and then I seen the desk go crooked a little bit, and then the coffee pot, you know, was kind of, you know, hot, uh, and that was all the things I seen in my dream when I went to the job. So now I'm going to take the job because all the external things lined up. So now I'm going to take the job. Sounds good. But that's not how we're led. Did you know the devil hears what you say just like God does? He hears everything you say. So he can put things in place for you to buy into something. Why am I saying this? Because the people, the disciples in the book of Acts were led by the Holy Spirit. They depended on the Holy Spirit about everything, just like God, Jesus was. Did Jesus ever show up at the wrong place? Did he ever go, oops, I shouldn't be here? Uh-uh, never. Why? Because he was depending on, he was controlled by the Holy Spirit. Guys, if there's nothing else that I can get to you today is that Holy Spirit wants to help you in life. He's a person that wants to engage in your everyday life. And He will help you, not hurt you. But yet He's the person that we tend to avoid the most. We want to go talk to the preacher. Let's go talk to the preacher. The preacher, I know, has got all the answers. Really. Not this preacher. If you come to me like that, you will, get, you will not get all the answers. We want to go to, you know, talk to this person. We want to go talk to this person. We're going to read a book. Yeah, if I read this book, I'll figure it out. Friend, let me tell you something. It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will send you a bunch of books that will help you in life. I'm going away. I'm going to send a bunch of preachers that will help you in life. He said, I'm going away and I'm going to send who? The helper. Now, does preachers have a role? Does brothers and sisters have a role? Does books have a role? Yes. But the problem is, is we are people that get attached to um, uh, things that are we can see versus things we can't see. And when we ask the Holy Spirit to help us find the keys, he don't go, hey, Nathan. Oh, by the way, it's right over here. We don't hear that. When we ask the Holy Spirit for some direction in life, guess what? It may come in the form of time. And He may lead you right here, slowly. That means, why are you walking into the bedroom? Why did you look down? Why did you move that pair of socks? And there's your keys. Why? There was no voice that told you that. It was Him leading you all the way to that. Same thing He'll do with the job. Same thing He'll do with raising your kids. I'm telling you, you can listen to self-help programs all you want, but they don't know your kids. They don't know your life. They don't know who you are. They can give you some points and stuff like that, but the reality is your situation is unique. And the Holy Spirit knows your situation better than anybody's. He knows what you're struggling with. He knows what you're going through, and He wants to help you to the other side. Hallelujah. Last week we talked about the Holy Spirit in Jesus' life and our life. A quick review. I know it took us 45 minutes to get here, but I don't care, guys. I want y'all to get it. If I have to stay on this for week after week after, we are going to learn to depend on the Holy Spirit. 
period, okay? I'm done with coming in and hitting a few things, and then we go to another t topic, and we ain't even got what we talked about. We've got to get this. The church was built on the Holy Spirit. Their lives was built on the Holy Spirit. Their, their families was built on the Holy Spirit. We are going to be people that depend on the Holy Spirit. We're not going to just do things because we want to do them. We're going to do things because the Holy Spirit leads us to do them. Hallelujah. In Luke 3.16, in the New King James Version, it says this. It says, John answers, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with what? Holy Spirit and fire. That's what he's going to baptize you with. Do you have those two components in your life right now? Do you have Holy Spirit and do you have the fire of God in your life right now? That means if I could take a drone and just kind of zoom down in front of your window at your house, <clears throat> what would I see? Would I see fire, baptized, worshiping, speaking the name of Jesus, loving God? What if he comes zooming in on your job? What would you say? We're not talking about fire, baptized, Holy Spirit on Sunday. <laughs> That's easy. Anybody can do that. I'm talking about people seeing Holy Spirit and fire breathing out of you every day. I can tell by the overwhelming response <laughs> that obviously we got some work to do. Amen? Hallelujah. We got some work to do. So in Luke 40, I mean Luke 4, drop it down a little bit. Verses 40 and 41, now Jesus has already been baptized with the Holy Spirit, okay? And now he's doing the work God's called for him. Now look at what just happens here in Luke 4, verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed some of them. He healed them all. It goes on to say, and demons also cast out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. Let me ask you something. Has any of y'all ever been around somebody that's demon-possessed? You can just tell something ain't right. Oh, yeah, if you live in America, they're all around. Okay, they're there. <laughs> Promise you. Now, they may not come out with, you know, hair on their arms and fangs. <laughs> okay. But you just see somebody that gets uptight or, or roar a little bit. My point is, is if you've seen that, maybe you haven't seen it, but if you've seen that happen, would you know how to handle that situation? Because Jesus is expecting us to be like who? Why was demon-possessed people brought to Jesus? To heal them. Why was sick people brought to Jesus? To heal them. Who is a representative of Jesus today? The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And have you ever thought about this? Just take Holy Spirit. Why would they take the name Holy and put it in front of a spirit? What does Holy represent? Separate, clean, set apart. We're not talking about just a spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. And that's who He has elected to give us, is the Holy Spirit. Right. Did you know that there's evil spirits as well all around us today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Did you know that we probably live in a country that has more crazy people on psychotic drugs than any country on the planet? Depression. Well, who's the driving force behind that? Is it maybe the angels of God? Just kind of, you know, hey, look, you know what, you're, not, you're having a bad day. You might be suffering from depression, so you need to go see the doctor. No, no. Evil spirits operate just like the Holy Spirit because they all came from the same place. All the evil spirits were angels at one time. Satan was in heaven with, with the Holy Spirit and Jesus at one time, and they were kicked out. Well, they've come here to destroy our life, not bring us life. So what the evil spirit does is he comes and he says, Hey, brother, I think uh, you might ought to consider killing yourself. Oh, no, man, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. That's crazy. A couple weeks go by. Something bad happened to Dwayne. No, brother, really, seriously. I, I, you know, man, really, nobody loves you. you. You need to maybe just call it quits right here. Uh-uh, man, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Another week goes by. Demon comes to him again. Suicide don't happen just because a, a thought came to him one time. No, it's the devil working. The evil spirit is constantly trying to lead that person to take their life. And then eventually they begin to start saying, well, you know, you're probably right, man. <sighs> you know, my wife, she really don't even show me no attention. And people around me don't really call me anymore. And it may be four or five weeks before he pulls the trigger, but he's already started that process. That evil spirit controlled their life. Many of us in this room are not bad people, but guys, the evil spirits in this world are trying to get us off track. But if we're full of the Holy Spirit, what happens? That don't happen. That don't happen. Guys, we're called by God to get close to Him. He sent the Holy Spirit for us to help us. In John 14, 11, Jesus says this in the words of red in the New King James Version. John 14, 11, He said, Believe me, I'm... In the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Could people see the works that you're doing and say, Wow, you're a Christian? Because that's what Jesus is saying. Hey, look, if you ain't going to believe in me, hey, just believe in the works I'm doing. At least that. I'm doing some good stuff here. Believe that. Jesus goes on to tell us, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Have you ever heard the scriptures, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world? I think everybody's heard that, right? Who is the he he's talking about? Jesus? God? Holy Spirit. Like we talked about last week, we have God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. God's dispensation was down with Adam and Eve at the very beginning of time. And then he walked with Moses and all of them for like 4,000 years. And then Jesus came along, tagged team his father, said, okay, I got it right here. Let's go. Let's do this thing. I'm going to be the sacrifice. I'm going to expose the, the, the enemy. I'm going to let them see the kingdom of God. And then, boom, he dies, buried, raised again. He tags teams the Holy Spirit. Now we're in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? At the end of this dispensation, there is no more. No more. No mas. I know some. Hallelujah. Watch out. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about in here. No mas. No mas. Hallelujah. But it is. It's no moss. It's no more. It's end. We're in the last days, guys. He has saved the best for last. He's given us the same spirit that worked in Jesus to do works like Jesus. The church as a whole, we've done got, and I'm talking about me included, we've done got so far off of doing church for other reasons 
than doing church the way Jesus did it. Am I saying it's all bad? No. Many people are getting saved. Thank God. That's the biggest thing. People are coming to know Jesus. But guys, we need to have the church come up, get filled with the Holy Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit work through us to see the demonstrations that they saw in the New Testament. That's why they never backslid. If you read the book of Acts, how many of the disciples backslid? They went through a time of, you know, whew, I don't know, man, this is tough, tough life. No, we don't have no documents of that. Why? Well, when you're seeing people raised from the dead, healed, filled, you see these things on a regular basis, you ain't losing your passion. If anything, that's generating more passion. But if you think about it in America, we go to church on Sunday... And we're counting down the time because, hey, man, I got things to do today. You know, come on, we got to get going here. All right? We rush through the service and then we rush out to the world and we never see the power of God working in our lives. And we become okay with that. Well, the Holy Spirit says enough's enough. He's not okay with that. Please let Him in your life. Please let me come live among you. Man, the fire of God in the house of God is attractive. You get the fire and passion in the house, you don't have to do Facebook advertising. Somebody else is doing it for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not that I'm against these things, but look, man, I mean, they didn't have Facebook in here, and I don't believe they would have had to use it if they would have had it. Man, when you're healing Joe and Bob and your mama and daddy and your kid don't have a leg and now he has a leg, you ain't got to do no marketing. Come on, man. But see, the Holy Spirit has got gifts. Many of y'all, if I was to ask you to write down the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, I wonder how many of y'all could write them down. Are those gifts for the Holy Spirit? Uh-uh. Those gifts are to work through us as He wills. The nine gifts of the Spirit are not for you to say that this is what I do. No, He wills them on you. Read the whole Scripture. He wills that you have a word of wisdom. He wills that you have the gift of healings working in your life. The gift of miracles. He wills that. Well, if he wills that, why don't we let him do it? You know why? Because we've heard that speaking in tongues is of the devil. We don't need to speak in tongues. We don't need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We've run from something just because it didn't set well with our denomination or or, or our thought life. Think about this. When they received the Holy Spirit, I'm going to read some of this in just a minute, but when they received the Holy Spirit... In Acts 2, 4, and they begin to speak in other tongues. You see, it makes people even uncomfortable as I say it. I can tell. But when, you, when, when they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, and they begin to speak in other tongues in multiple places in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, why did God use the tongue to do this through? Think with me here, okay? Why did he pick the tongue as the member that he was going to use to, for us to not communicate to man, but to communicate to God through praying in another language? Why did he use the tongue? James, the brother of Jesus, tells us a little bit about that tongue. Y'all ever read that? How your tongue can be a really evil. It can set on fire the flames of hell in every situation. It can curse men or it can bless men. Your tongue, small member, but yet it's got such power to destroy people's lives. That's why God chose your tongue. Because if your tongue is praying to God... It ain't cutting somebody apart. And I believe we need to have a tongue cutting off service in some churches. Let everybody come to the front. Throw their tongue out on the altar. 
and say, Lord, sanctify my tongue. I mean, we as guilty as the world sometimes cutting each other down in church. Have you ever heard it? <laughs> Talking about your brothers and sisters in the Lord. I've been guilty. Yeah, I've been guilty. So have you. <laughs> but we want this tongue to be sanctified. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, what do we do here? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Luke eleven thirteen. God gives us a gift. Jesus says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Your Father God has a gift for you today. And His name's Holy Spirit. Some of y'all need to say yes to Him. Some of y'all need to be refilled. Some of you guys, man, y'all are so far away from the beginning that we need to get back and hit the reset button. Because, see, your relationship with me ain't going to get you very far in life. But your relationship with the Holy Spirit will get you everywhere God wants you to be. And he'll also help you from making mistakes in life, too. He'll save you a lot of money. Because usually he's at the table when you're signing that 15-year contract on that car going... Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. No, man, I got to have it, man. We got to have it. It's a good deal. And then three days later, you go, oh, my God, what did we do? And we've all been there. We've all been there. Amen? Get in a relationship with somebody and go, man, why am I dating this idiot? Oh, my God, are you kidding me? How am I going to get out of this, man? Whoop! You know? Or you start a new job and you go, oh, my God, I just started for the devil himself. I'm in hell. I mean, seriously, we have these moments in life, but guess what? If we learn to commune with, we learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, how much of that could we miss? All of it. All of it. Hallelujah. Why am I talking about the Holy Spirit? Because I want to see Him move. I want to see you use the, the, the nine gifts of the Spirit. I want to see you walk in the nine fruits of the Spirit. Again, write the nine fruits down. He has nine fruits. And the word spirit-filled has been blown out of proportion, man. I mean, it has absolutely been blown out of proportion. It's used not even right. Oh, man, did you hear about that spirit-filled pastor? Man, he ran off with a secretary. <laughs> he wasn't spirit-filled that day. <laughs> not with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, we're a spirit-filled church. I'm a spirit-filled believer. Oh, yeah, man, we're spirit, spirit-filled. Measure against the book of Acts, are you a spirit-filled church? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And you're going to be seeing these things work in your life every day. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you want to change the places where you work and the places where you live, you begin to start sharing things with them that only God knows. You begin to start laying hands on their babies and their babies being healed. You begin to be the person that people drag people to that are demon-possessed because you'll look at that person and say, Devil, come out in Jesus' name. That's right. We begin to destroy the works of Satan. I promise you, you become a billboard for God. And if you don't think that there's people out there in this world that are hurting, dying, I'm talking about five years old, 90 years old, all in between. They're hurting. They need help. And for us to be so lackadaisy about the kingdom of God, it's, it's sad. And all I'm saying is, man, let's turn up the power. 
Let's begin to dive in the pool, swim in the deep end, and believe that God is going to use us in a big way. And let's begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Let's begin to talk to Him and fellowship with Him. You know, Jesus likened the Holy Spirit to a gift that we would give our children. We would not give our children a bad gift, and neither will our Father. Jesus knew that we would need the same power that He had to be successful for the Father. The only way we can do the will of God is through the power of the Holy Spirit. If we are going to do all God has called us to do, then we will have to be filled with the Holy Spirit and then stay filled up on a continual basis. Jesus finished His assignment. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul finished his assignment. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Receiving Jesus as your Lord and receiving the Holy Spirit are two different experiences. Well, no, man, I heard, man, when you receive Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit too. (coughs) Really? Well, you heard wrong. Let me say it in English. You heard wrong. Okay? Hallelujah. God is good. Nathan, you need to show me that in the Bible. I'm glad you asked. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you in the Bible. It ain't my opinion. It's the truth. Check this out, though. Was Jesus and the Holy Spirit two different people when Jesus was on the planet? Yeah. (laughs) They were. (laughs) Very much so. What did Jesus get filled with? I thought he was God. Jesus, Holy Spirit. Come on, Jesus. Help Jesus do what he needs to do. Me and you. We receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. We got to receive him to go to heaven, correct? But when you receive the Holy Spirit, it gives you the power to walk out what you've committed to Jesus. Just like the Holy Spirit gave Jesus the power to walk out what God gave him. Yes, when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit does come in and do a work. And he changes your dead spirit into an alive spirit unto God. But there's nobody going to come into your life unless you ask them to. Dwayne, would you come with me and and be a part of my life? Well, yeah, I've asked him to be a part of my life. But if I never ask him to be a part of my life, I just can't assume he's going to be a part of my life. Holy Spirit is a free gift that God has given to all humanity. But guess what? We have to receive Him. Let's look in the Bible. Though we all think I'm not crazy. Hallelujah. Nathan, you done blasphemed the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Acts 19, verses 1 through 6 in the New King James Version. We stick to that because most people say that's the accurate one. So I didn't want to pull out something else. And some of y'all you know, Bible scholars go, oh, that's the translation. Acts chapter 19, verse 1, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, Hey, we have not so much even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. He said to them, Into what were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. They were saved, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. This is not the only incident that this happened. Paul, the great apostle Paul, 
Y'all remember, he received Jesus on the road to Damascus. And then Ananias came to him later, three days later, and prayed for him to receive his sight back. And then he got filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, the Holy Spirit was poured on them in the upper room. Guess what? They were saved. Everybody in that room was saved, okay? They believed on Jesus. But there was an additional power that was added that day. And I'm telling you, as you pray in your heavenly language, and your prayer is to God, not to people. That means you don't come in a church setting like this and you pray your heavenly language, me up here praying in another tongue. It's going to benefit you how much? Zero. But this is a prayer. Look, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Let me just give you a little insight on this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. This is Paul. Because I know tongues, it does trip a lot of people up and it keeps people from leaning into the Holy Spirit. And I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you some advice. You can take it or leave it. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1. The Bible says, pursue love. Should we do that? Absolutely. We hear a lot about that today. Love, love, love. And desire spiritual gifts. So we should pursue love and we should desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to who? Wow. If we stop right there, my friend, I'm, I'm in. I'm talking about all in. If God was to tell me, Nathan, I want you to go outside and get on top of this building, okay, take your shirt off, show your muscles, and then I'm going to speak to you, I would do that. If he was to tell me to go and run through the woods and, and, and hug a pine tree, and I'm going to get to know him more, I'm running out there and getting on that pine tree. Friend, everybody in this room, if God was to come down and sit with you and ask you to do something, you would go do it to get closer to him. You would. But yet the enemy fights people receiving the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues because he's afraid of what's going to happen if you do do it. Let me tell you something. The church in the book of Acts was being persecuted like any other church in the world. Why? Because they had power. They had substance with their life. They were changing regions. I mean, they were literally turning the world upside down, the Bible says. When you're out there and you're on the devil's territory and you're changing people from darkness to light, you've got his attention. But the only way you're going to do that is if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And you get a church that's preaching Holy Spirit, fire, signs, wonders, miracles, and people are driving all over. They're coming in here getting touched and changed. You're going to tell me that the enemy ain't going to attack that? Oh, yeah. Hey, brother, that, that tongue stuff's of the devil. Oh, yeah, let me run away from that power. <laughs> okay, well, good deal. We got them away from it. We just said tongues and they ran. Oh, God, man, demons, let's get five. Because we don't want them to get the power. I believe God did it for two reasons. I believe it's the tongue to help us, you know, kind of straighten out our tongue. But I also did it because it takes faith to believe when your head don't understand. And come on, man, let's all face it. Praying in tongues. Sometimes I'm doing it. I'm going, what in the world am I doing? Because the Bible says your mind is unfruitful. But I'm not praying to Nathan, am I? I'm doing what God told me. So I'm praying. I'm letting my spirit pray to him. Is that going to be good for Nathan? Is that going to produce good? Man, guys, it's going to produce life everlasting. It's going to make you, the Bible says, a witness to people. It's going to correct things in your life when you do it. 
We don't want our mind to under, understand everything that God is. Are you kidding me? Heck, we don't have to understand what we do in life. You know what I'm saying? Just the natural stuff, man. No, man. But listen to this. Now, it goes on to say this. And I'm speaking to God. I mean, men, you're speaking to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. That means that when I come in here, I'm expected to prophesy in English to where I can edify you. If I just prophesy in another language, unless it's Spanish, probably nobody's going to understand what I'm saying. Amen? So he's saying that when you come amongst a gathering here, you want to you want to prophesy, or either you want to have tongues and interpretation. If I do speak in a tongue, somebody needs to interpret. It's, it's called decent in order. Amen? To where everybody walks away understanding what's going on. You know, I'm at work, and I got two guys from Mexico, and they're talking, and they're just having a good time. But guess what? I don't get to enjoy the conversation until they start talking English. Then I can be a part of it. Amen? So obviously, this is a personal thing that God has given to us. I looked at it years ago as a weapon. I thought, man, when I walked away as a young believer, I'd been saved, but maybe, you know, an hour. Well, probably five minutes because I received the Holy Spirit right after that. Amen? But I'm thinking, you mean to tell me I got something that the devil don't understand what I'm doing? Woohoo! Hallelujah, man. That was good news to me. I didn't think, oh no, man, that's weird. That's weird. Let me tell you something, man. Don't listen to people. Listen to the word, man. Let the word develop you, man. Let the word teach you. It goes on to say this He who speaks in a tongue, what? Edifies himself? How many of y'all need to be edified a little bit? It's been a hard week. It's been a hard week, man. It's been a hard week. How about you just look in the mirror and you begin to pray in other tongues? Oh, hallelujah. Then you start getting edified. Oh, you get built up. You get, you get, you know, empowered, ready to go. And the devil don't even know what you're saying. Hallelujah. I love that. Anything to keep the enemy where he don't know, I love it. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish... You all spoke in tongues, Paul said. I mean, 1 Corinthians 14 is all about tongues, okay? Why would God put a whole chapter in there if it was meant to hurt you or harm you? You've got to trust your daddy. Come on, people, trust your daddy. I mean, your parents, man, come on, what would they do? They'd tell you some things sometimes, but you as a kid be like, oh, man, I think they bumped their head. I don't know what the heck they're talking about. But if you listen to them and do what they tell you to do, even though if you don't understand it, guess what? It usually works out for your good. Does Daddy God know what's good for us? If he tells you to speak in tongues, you speak in tongues. There is no question about it. I mean, a lot of tongues. Well, my denomination, I don't care about your denomination, okay? Just stop right there. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about God. Your daddy, my daddy. Hallelujah. And again, you may be here today and you say, well, Nathan, I just, you know what, man, I, I'm just, you know, I'm not in on all that. That's good. Keep coming. We're not against you. Hallelujah. We're not going to make anybody feel bad. I'm just trying to give you something. You know what I'm saying? And if you want it, you grab it. If you don't, I got it. I'm cool with that, okay? This is not a heaven or hell issue. Jesus is a heaven or hell issue. You get that fixed, you're going to heaven, okay? If you don't receive the Holy Spirit down here, when you get to heaven, you and God can sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about it. I'm sure you'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no big deal. Don't, don't throw rocks at me. I'm not trying to tell you that you can't leave the building today until you get the Holy Spirit. No, I ain't saying that, okay? This is only for those that really want to move a little bit deeper with God. 1 Corinthians 14, 18 says this in the same chapter. Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all, all of you. 
Listen, guys, as we pray, speaking in tongues is the evidence that you receive the Holy Spirit. This is your personal heavenly language to your Father. Speaking in tongues, and the reason why God, the devil fights it is because it will change your life forever. I'm telling you guys, speaking in tongues is something that I promise you is, is life-changing. It is life-changing. Amen? I got notes everywhere. Hallelujah. Y'all done messed me up, made me go all left, right, up, down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Paul was a man full of the Holy Spirit, and he prayed in other tongues. Paul wrote over half the New Testament. All of the New Testament was written by people that were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. Did you know that? From Matthew to Revelation, every single one of them spoke in other tongues. That means when you read the Bible, it all came from men that spoke in other tongues. All of the New Testament was written by them. Speaking in tongues will cause you to be more spiritually aware of God and what He wants you to say and do. When you pray in tongues, it is to be done with other believers or in, the, in your private devotion time, not before unbelievers. God has never given us anything. God has given us everything we need to be a great witness for Him on earth. God has given us access to the same Spirit that was in Jesus. With the Holy Spirit in your life, you can be full of power. Walk in this life with no fear. Be bold. Cast out devils. Raise the dead. Pray for the sick, and they will be healed. Defeat the devil every day of your life. Have no worries. Walk in his fruit. See signs, wonders, and miracles. Praying in tongues on a regular basis will keep you free from all the works of the devil, and it will keep you powered up to walk out his will for your life. The Holy Spirit is ready to team up with you and help you turn things around in your life and help you get out of the mess that you have gotten in. He wants to team up with you and help you pray prayers that change your circumstances, children, career, and your relationships. Another big myth when it comes to receiving the Holy Spirit is you've got to tarry. Tarry. And tarry. And tarry. Let's tarry a little bit longer. I want to tarry more. Has anybody been part of those churches? I want you to tarry. And Terry, and Terry, just keep, you know, man. <laughs> Again, I didn't get that memo when the guy asked me, do I want to receive the Holy Spirit? He said, Nathan, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Holy Spirit, I receive you right now in Jesus' name. Something moved on the inside of me and just came up, and I just started praying. Don't be concerned. I'm not going to do it. scary, y'all, okay? <laughs> I begin to just pray my heavenly language. I didn't get a script. I'm a sinner. Smoking dope, drinking beer a few weeks ago. Now I'm praying in a language and I'm going, huh? But I'm liking it, brother. Liking it. And I didn't have the religious nutcase crew outside ready to, you know, throw a bunch of junk at me. It has changed my life forever. I'm going on 30 years of serving Jesus. Not backslid, not ran away from God. And if you're going to question me praying in tongues, my question to you is, do you pray in tongues? Because if you ain't never done it, how can you question somebody that does? I want to compel you. If you've got things in your life, I want to ask you, because I believe everybody in this house is saved. But some of us in this room need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't need to be scared of him. He's not going to hurt you. He's going to help you. He wants to bless you today. 
He wants to empower you to where you can be a success. Now, if you're in the room and, and you, you say, well, Nathan, I've got all the power I need. Man, I, I've got it. Man, I've got this under control. Well, then that's cool. Man, keep going for it. Have fun. You know what I'm saying? But if you're in this room and you need help in your life, it could be two things. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit or you need to be filled up more of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to end it as the band comes with this story here as you kind of relax for a minute, take a deep breath. Hallelujah. There was a young man. And uh, he wanted to be baptized. And we was just happening to do it. Guess what? We have a baptismal right Well, we went to a lake. How many of y'all been baptized in a lake? Has anybody ever been baptized? Oh, man, it was fun. I felt like John the Baptist. Hallelujah. I just didn't have camel's hair and whatever, locusts. I didn't eat all that. But anyway, we was baptizing. We had about 19 or 20 people that actually came forward to be baptized. So we left the church. We went to a friend's lake. And me and Belinda's out there, man, I mean, it's like mud. I mean, it was gross. <laughs> We're out there, man. I mean, when you dump them, I mean, it was so soft that you literally, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, he's almost going to go with them. Well, this young man, he, he got baptized, you know, and uh, the next week, the next Saturday night, because we were doing church on Saturday night, I had an invitation for those that want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Again, tongues is evidence that you got it. Just like when you receive Jesus, the change of your life is evidence that you got Jesus. Okay, there's always going to be an outward expression of an inward reality. All tongues is, is an outward expression of what happened on the inside. That's all it is. Okay? Don't be afraid of it. He's going to help you. Okay? But he's not going to make you speak in other tongues. He's not going to make you. Just like last week, Kurt said, you know what? I mean, he was being touched back here, and God was all over him, but, but Kurt said, you know what? I got to get up. I got to get up, and I got to come over here. And when he did, his life will never be the same. So there's a part we play in this. Okay? But don't be afraid. Matter of fact, if your head's telling you it's crazy right now, that means just do it anyway. <laughs> Come on, let's be wild and crazy today. Yeah. I know when I was in the world partying and drinking and acting crazy, man, if I had the unction not to do it, I went ahead and did it. Hallelujah. <laughs> I drank one more. Drink five more. Hallelujah. Make that doobie bigger. Get a big one, like a cigar. Hallelujah. But this young man, he came the next Saturday night struggling, had a problem with porn. Did y'all know that's a problem today, porn? Can we say that in church? Porn. <laughs> We're having a problem with porn. He was struggling with porn. Young man, probably 18, 19 years old, struggling. Matter of fact, we had met with him probably six months or a year before all this and met him at McDonald's and had a great talk with him. He was struggling with pornography. He just came out and we prayed for him. But anyway, he got baptized in water, and then he struggled all week with the same thing he had before he got baptized in water. He was struggling with pornography. Well, I made the invitation, asked anybody want to come up and receive the Holy Spirit. He came up. We prayed for him. I didn't force him. We're not going to have a group of people get around you. Oh, you can do it. No, 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 no. We ain't got to do all that. That ain't scriptural. That ain't scriptural. That ain't scriptural. I, I, I don't. I'm going to tell you, if I would have been raised in some of these churches, I don't even know if I'd ever got the Holy Ghost, okay? I'll be honest with you. Probably wouldn't even get saved, okay? And I can understand the reason why people can be a little bit scared sometimes. Because spirit-filled churches can get... Woo! Man, we can really, whoa! 
I mean, we can hit it good, but we can miss it good too. Amen? But I'd rather be around that all day long. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire. But the young man came up, and I prayed with him. He began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave him utterance. Started right here, just came up. He began to speak in tongues. That was it. We went home, hugged, laughed, whatever, cried, whatever. The next week he came, and he said, Nathan, this is crazy what I'm about to tell you, Nathan. He said, but this whole week I've had no desire to look at porn. No desire. Let me tell you something, people. Some of you guys are struggling with things. The Holy Spirit wants to help you, man. He's your friend. He ain't trying to put something on you. He ain't trying to hurt you. But it takes you taking the step like he did to receive the Holy Spirit. If it'll work for him, will it not work for you? Everybody close your eyes. Don't look at me. Just, just stay in an attitude of worship. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Not your friend, not your neighbor. What is he saying to you? What has he been saying to you for a while, maybe? He wants to come, and he wants to dwell in you. But you've got to say yes. You've got to be willing to take that step. So I'm going to give everybody an opportunity. There's going to be two invitations. There's going to be an invitation for those that have never received the Holy Spirit for you to come forth and let me pray with you and receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to try to make you. It's between you and the Holy Spirit. This is a personal deal. I just want to simply be the point of contact that touches you. Maybe you're in this room and you say, Nathan, man, you know, I remember when I got touched by the Holy Spirit years ago, but I'm, I'm just, I've lost it. I have not prayed in the Spirit like I should. I've kind of walked away from that fire and passion. Did you know in the book of Acts they were filled and refilled over and over again to the point that one time they were filled and the whole building shook? We're going to get back to some building shaking presence of the Holy Spirit. So if that's you today and you say, Nathan, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I want you to be bold. And I want you to come up here and let the Holy Spirit fill you. I did it in the living room, guys. But God wants to fill you, man. He wants to bless you. Hallelujah, Father. I just want us to worship for a little bit. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of the people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. This could be one of the greatest decisions you ever made. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, when the disciples was in that upper room and they were waiting for 10 days 
for the promise that Jesus had said he would give them. On that tenth day, the Holy Spirit poured out in the room like a fire, but they began to speak in tongues. Now, nobody sent them the memo beforehand that they would be speaking in tongues. That was just the evidence that they got filled that day. And we see that first mention go all throughout the book of Acts. So therefore, it's meaning that it's for all those that would believe. Remember, God never gets anything to you to hurt you. He's trying to get something to you. Because I can tell you, if you don't learn to yield to the Holy Spirit and work with the Holy Spirit, you will be invited by evil spirits to do things you don't need to do. You know, back in the day when I used to go to parties and I would go into the room and, you know, you could feel the presence of lust and, and, and sex outside of marriage and, and drinking and partying and cussing and all these stuff because that was controlled and pretty much ran by people or spirits that were evil, wanting to bring harm on individuals, doing it in the form of a party. Well, today, Holy Spirit wants to come in and He wants to touch some of y'all's hearts. And fill you up. So if you just want more of the Holy Spirit. Or you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Take a bold stand. Guys, I'm going to tell you. The ones that are bold are the ones that are going to be used by Almighty God. These secret service Christians. That just ain't going to fly. Some of y'all need to come out of the closet. And just flat dog get bold for Jesus. And just say, hey look, I'm not taking this no more. My family ain't going to hell. People at work ain't going to hell. People in my community are going to know Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you, Father. We